Welcome to Haunting History, the podcast that reaches back into the past for the events that shocked everyone. Tales of true crime, mystery, and the macabre. And when we're lucky, the stories were history and the people who lived it and the paranormal meet. Now who doesn't live a good ghost story, right? Welcome back to Haunting History Podcast. I'm your host, Kat, and joining me this week, my girl is back. Hi. Uh, so the one of the things that we've been talking about almost this entire series is that we knew that Debbie had diaries, and we've been wanting to get copies of them, and we finally got them. And I have, I don't think you know anything about the diaries. Have I even talked to you about them? Other than that, you got them. We haven't talked about what's actually in them. I have been reading, I, there's two of them. There's one from 1978 and there's one from 1979, the year that she disappeared. And I have read both of them front and back probably four or five times now. I don't know if I miss things or if I just am reading them differently. What I'm going to do today is basically read you the diaries. And I feel like because I did that, I got to know her better and I got to know the twins better and and maybe even John a little bit, there's some entries that he did and we'll talk about it as we go along. But I, the front of the diary, I'm just to give you guys all a visual. And if you hear me flipping pages, it's because I'm legitimately flipping pages. I drove Haley crazy, but I had to do this old school. I needed to print it out and put little tags and little notes on everything. And she wanted me to use the iPad. So sorry, Haley. Well, it's 2019. So I just, we use things digitally now. It, it would, for me, I, it just needed to be... The first time I read it was on the iPad. The second time I read it was on the iPad. But by the third time, I, I wanted to make notes on everything. And I just I needed it in paper. So if you hear me flipping pages, it's legitimately because I am flipping pages. Another thing I wanted to mention is that I know that our podcast is tagged explicit. There isn't a lot of explicit things in here. I mean, there really isn't anything explicit. But she does talk about sex, and I think it's important that if you do have little ears that are listening, I don't know if we'll get to that portion of it today, but I think it's important that you maybe listen to it first before you let your kids listen to it. Uh, the The first one that we're going to be talking about is from 1978, and it actually looks like she got it from like a freebie. Like It has an ad on the front of it, and I can't read what it is. But I find it so interesting after spending all this time learning about all the people in their lives and learning about them. It's so strange to me to actually see her handwriting. And she wrote in the personal data section, she wrote Deberlin Kidwell, 607 Pasio Esmeralda. And then she writes John's work phone numbers and his, where he works, which 40 years later is still there. The place that he worked at is still same address, same phone number. And I looked them up and it says, on there about me over 40 years of experience. What did he do for a living? He was a auto mechanic for a car dealership and the car dealership is still there. still same phone number. I don't know why I think that's so weird. I think maybe because I feel like I've been chasing ghosts this whole time to find something solid still there in the same place with the same phone number and everything was kind of shocking to me a little bit. And then it gives their social security numbers and I, this, I thought this was kind of cute. She It has a size reminder, and she has all of John's sizes, even his socks and his shoes and his collar. And then 
Um, belt size, he was a 34. Glove size, like, who knows people's glove sizes? Especially um, in like LA, it doesn't get cold enough to like. Right. Um, she has his hat size, a large, glove size, a medium. And then her stocking size was average, suit size, seven and a half. Dress seven eight, blouse medium. Her glove size was large too. Her skirt a seven, belt twenty five, and a ring size. And then she didn't write in it, which is unfortunate because the diary actually starts in December of nineteen seventy seven, and she didn't write in it at all until January, like mid January. Her first entry is January fourteenth. It's a Saturday, and she, all she wrote there was. Got a group picture of the four of us taken. And it's the reason I wanted to read both of them is because something changes over the course of the two years. In the first one, she's writing a lot about the boys, and you'll hear that. And then the second, it just something about it changes. On January 17th, she said both boys try to recite nursery rhymes. Little Jack Horner. They pretend to stick their thumb, stick in their thumb and pull out a plum and try very hard saying, Oh, what a good boy I am. And she goes on about that. And then she skips a few days. And then she talks again about the boys. When Joshua wants your attention, he'll pull your face to his and yell mama or dada, then proceed in telling you what he wants to show you. She put a little note that she started working on Joyce's painting. And then on January 21st, she writes that she got John a used surfboard for his birthday on the 29th, which is weird because she's writing this on the 21st of January. And his birthday's not till the 29th. So I don't know if she like went backwards or what, but it says, I got John a used surfboard for his birthday on the 29th. It had some dings in it, but John fixed them. The board looks great, a 7-2 red swallowtail. John couldn't take his eyes off of it. Said he's been wanting his own surfboard for so long. It's the best present he ever had, in quotes. And that made me happy. We took the babes to the beach. It was real fun. They played in the small pools of H2O. Oh, and it's really weird too. She never writes the word water. She only writes H2O. They played in the small pools of H2O. People on the beach was watching them and smiling. They had so much fun. And then, like, I just, I don't, I'm confused by why she didn't write this on the 29th, but, and she went back to the 21st to write it. Um, She talks about Josh cutting his finger on an open can and how to have stitches. And then she talks very a lot about their potty training and then them getting sick and them being sick is sort of a regular occurrence they're sick a lot like all the time is that normal how old are they right now like two they're two um she writes on february 1st she says joshua weighs 29 pounds height 35 and a quarter inches jackson weighs 27 and his height is 33 inches and then she talks about finding a new doctor for the boys and that they're sick a lot. Um, Josh was trying to get the cough that Jackson has. And it's so funny. They call in this, in this one, they call them Joshua and Jackson. And then when she goes to the next one, um, the next diary, it's Jacks. They call Jacks instead of Jack, they call him Jacks. And they also call, the twins, the Finns, F-I-N-N-S, which no one has been able to answer me why they did that. And they call them this and that. Like she'll put, took this and that somewhere. That's kind of cute though. It is cute. Um, and then she skips from February 6th 
all the way to March 11th, she starts writing. She said, today we celebrated the twins, the Finn's birthday. John and I sang them happy birthday, and they were smiling the whole time. We sang it to them, and they blew out their candles at the same time. We got pictures. They opened their presents, a car, and they were really happy and had fun. They played with their cars, and they ate their cake and ice cream. And then on March 13th, which is their actual birthday, today they're two years old. This is so sweet. Today they're two years old. I know how they say the terrible twos were true, but they are some of the best times we will remember. They were so good today. I played all day with them and treated them extra special because it's their day. Happy birthday, Finns. They got six cars, a Snoopy pool dog each, a $20 check from Grandma and Grandma Kidwell, and $10 from Grandpa and Grandma Cronin. A real pair of Levi's and new shoes, sandals, and candy. She just writes a lot about them. She says the guys are really different. This is on March 17th. And she sometimes, I think she's using it just as a journal because here she's crossing out the dates. So maybe she's just kind of writing her thoughts as they go along, not necessarily the days. She says the guys are really different. They have their own personalities. Jax is bold, but if you're talking about him, he doesn't let it go to his head and act all silly or anything. He kisses and hugs anyone, anytime. He's very imaginative when he's playing. He always smiles real big at you and shows you his teeth when he smiles. He loves cars and trucks, his dapper Dan doll, and his little quilt. He's wild in the water and loves it. He wears seven and a half shoe and four clothing. So they're big boys. They're only two. So they're wearing four tees. He loves playing with the radio in the car and dances to the music. Not sure how he reaches the radio in the car, but in those days, they probably weren't even in car seats. Maybe not. I almost picture them just kind of bouncing around the car. So <laughs> maybe sharing the front seat. Maybe. You know what I mean? Most of the time, he likes being around someone and he is a little lover all the time. He loves his motorcycle, and he tends to cling to me more so than John. He weighs 28 pounds, and height is 28 and a half. He loves going to the store to buy candy. Joshua's personality is a little different. He is more shy at first, but if you're talking about him, he gets a swelled head and starts acting silly. He loves attention. He gets a little jealous when we give Jack's attention. He still tends to be more of a bully with his brother. But Jax is fighting back now. Josh still likes giving love when he's ready to give it. He's not as affectionate as Jackson, but is a little lover when he's ready to be. He loves to take the blanket and a bottle and be alone in a corner or in a room alone. And hum and sing to himself. He sings a lot and loves music and dances. He also loves cars and trucks and his motorcycle. He's wilder than Jax in the water and swims like a little fish and loves the swimming pool. He wears eight size shoes and four clothing and weighs 30 pounds. He tends to cling to John more than I. He loves going to the store to buy candy. He said every time the neighbors, this is so mean, every time the neighbor's cat comes to visit, it never comes back. They really love to hurt cats, but they love to hug it till its eyeballs almost pop out. They are fighting a lot now, but still give love to each other. Normal for kids to be like that. Yeah, with that's completely animals, normal. Yeah. And then the next page, it's it's not really, it's just kind of goes on about them again. But it's clear that the boys got to the book because there's scribbles all over the pages. Like, it looks like maybe. That's what's so cool about having this is like, 
You get to like, become real people. Yeah, you get to see personalities and stuff that right. we don't get to know because no one alive right now besides John's brother, right, really can talk to us that knew them. Well, the sisters' kins, Janice and Joyce did, but um, Joyce was only 15 and um, Janice didn't live anywhere near her. When they didn't live anywhere nearby. Yeah. And this is like real. Like this is. This is their day to day life. Yeah. yeah. This is interesting. They can count to two by themselves. They carry on conversations with each other now. They play with their cars more than any other toys. The other day we went to the swimming pool. I was teaching Jax how to kick his feet and I turned around and Josh was underwater kicking, kicking and something with his hands and feet like he was swimming. When I pulled him out, he was laughing and didn't even swallow water. He loved it and was ready to go back in again. I was laying in the sun later and I heard a splash and looked in the pool and Jax was just laying in the water floating with his eyes opened. How did she close her eyes? She had two-year-olds running around the pool and she's laying out with her eyes closed. He was kicking and swallowing water, but he just he wasn't kicking or swallowing water. He just floated. I pulled him out, and the only thing he said was eyes. He got water in his eyes and didn't like that. They really love the pool, and they love the beach a whole lot more, though. She said they can't be called babies anymore. They are now little boys. My babies grew up. And then she doesn't write anything again. And that was what, the end of March? Yeah. she's Is it the end of March? Yeah. And then she doesn't write again until April 19th. And that she took the boys to the doctors again for they needed their shots. The doctor was surprised at how much they were together and how much they looked alike. Also, how they always think of each other. He said he's almost sure that they're identical. The boys were real sore from the shots the next day. They had to crawl when they first woke up. So I carried them where they wanted to go. We were on our way to the kitchen to have... Nana's, which I'm assuming is bananas. Jax was already in his chair and I was carrying Josh out. Then I had a seizure. I must have Josh dropped Josh. He was laying beside me crying when I woke up. I felt so bad and I kissed him and com- comforted him. I couldn't remember anything for a while. So I was wondering if I fell on him and hurt him because he kept crying Then Jack cried when I touched his leg, and I remembered that they were sore from the shots. I felt so relieved. I started remembering things again. Ha. But still felt bad about dropping him. So she was home alone when this happened? Yeah, carrying her baby when she had a seizure. That's so scary. I'm so confused by the driving, too. I would think that someone who had seizures wouldn't have a driver's license. I mean, she's carrying her baby from one room into the... They didn't live in a mansion. She was walking from an apartment, from a bedroom to the kitchen, and didn't know a seizure was coming. How do you... What do you do when you're driving? I don't know. Maybe they weren't, like, strict about stuff like that in 1978. I don't really know. And then the next page, um, they don't... She doesn't write again until... Like, she kind of just stopped writing after that for a little bit. From... That was on... See, I actually don't know the date, because she crossed out the date. It was April... She crossed out this the date of April 21st. And then the next entry is not until Friday the 28th. And this is clearly John's writing. This is not her writing. And the reason that I can tell the difference between John and Debbie's writing is because, well, the end of 1979 is all his handwriting. And so it's easy to go back and find where he wrote in the diary. He does his T's differently than she does. 
So on April 28th, so maybe this was sort of like a family log. And I don't necessarily believe that they were following the dates. Do you know what I'm saying? When you look at it, what do you think? Well, the date thing, like on the last one that you just had, like looking at it, she, that reason that one is crossed out because she started writing on the date that said the 19th and she kept writing and then ran into that date. So this is all from Wednesday, April 19th. Oh, that is from Wednesday, April 19th. So then she doesn't write Because it's not, let's explain what this actually looks like. Like it's not like what you picture a diary where it's just blank pages and you put like at the top the date and then you write like this is like an appointment book or like a calendar calendar and she's like using it as a a diary yeah Yeah. so some of her like entries run over into other dates yeah so she doesn't write from the 18th all the way until for 10 days yeah and then that entry is john's and john says today josh showed again how affectionate he was towards jacks when jacks was crying because he was tired and going to bed without a bottle for the first time. Josh looked over at him and went, ooh, and came over and put his arms around him, and Jax pulled away. And Josh was determined and gave him a hug anyway and kissed him, and in return, he kissed him in return and went to sleep without their bottles. They both even went without mentioning their bottles. I couldn't read that, I'm sorry. But this is very clearly John's handwriting. And he goes over, like, the whole page just to write that. It's almost like, like, you know how I have, like, a baby book? It's specifically a baby book that has, like, all your milestones and stuff in it? Yeah. It's almost like it's just like that. I know. This year is. And then it completely changes next year. And that's why I'm kind of, um, I'm confused by this one. Because, to be honest, it looks like they're both writing. Like, I can't tell. I can't tell whose writing this is. A lot of it looks like John and a lot of it kind of looks like hers. They're pretty similar. And it just talks about them giving up their bottles that they had to show them the bottle drawer and show them it was empty. So they're trying to get them off using bottles anymore. They had to have, I remember one of the sisters telling me that they had to have crowns put on their teeth because of the bottles. And then no one writes in the diary until May 16th. And this is clearly her writing. Today, Joshua had his four crowns put on his teeth and then about them sleeping. And then there's no handwriting again um, until May 26th. And it says, today, Eve Rocco's last day at school. And she drew a smiley face. And I know I mentioned the Rocco's earlier. You're looking at that weird. Why are you looking at I that weird? I feel like that looks like different handwriting. I, You know what's really weird is I feel like Eve wrote this. Yeah. Right? Because it doesn't look like Debbie's writing. It doesn't look like John's writing. And that's not... Debbie does exclamation points. She has them very specific. Like she has this way that she drew them. It, and it has a little asterisk, which she's never used an asterisk before. And it literally says, Today is Eve Rocco's last day of school. Eve is Frank and Marlene's daughter who's 15 in 1978. So I kind of have a feeling that she maybe wrote that. Yeah, because that's not any... It's not any of their writing, right? It's hard because... Everyone's writing in cursive, which is like so weird to me because no one writes in cursive anymore, right? Except for my grandmother. <laughs> but I do not. Well, for right everything. here, right? I'm saying, yeah, I do, and I didn't right there. Yeah, so it's like hard to tell because it's like similar but a little different. But this is significant. This is the first time the Rockos are mentioned in the either one of the diaries. And if you'll notice, um, oh, we I posted a picture on Instagram. 
if you'll notice the purple tabs, yes, that's all the times the Rockos are mentioned because they are mentioned so much in this diary. Um, that looks like it's almost daily. So remind me, they're just close family friends, close neighbors, friends. what are they? They are the close friends of John and Debbie. And we had heard from the police file, the police had both talked to Frank and and Marlene. And then when I asked Ron Kidwell about them, Ron Kidwell didn't know them, but remembered their phone number from the phone book. And um, I think up until we got the diary just this week, so we must have got on Tuesday. Um, I knew that they were important just because of the things that they, the the comments from in the police file, I knew that they were significant. I didn't realize how significant they were in their life. Until this. Until this, yeah. I mean, and clearly if Eve is close enough to the family to write in their, their weekly journal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm as- assuming she read it. I mean, I guess Marlene could have wrote it. Maybe. But it was, it's not John or yeah, it's her different writing. for sure. And then she hasn't written in it again for a while. There's a couple pages that seem really weird. Like to me, it looks like this page, like something was erased. Like someone wrote something and erased it. Yeah. Or and like wrote on top of it and it bled through. But yeah, I don't, it's hard. It may be, I don't know. And then Tuesday, she doesn't write until Tuesday, June 13th. Today, the boys were 27 months old. They're both going poo-poo in the potty very well. Except they won't tell me when they have to go. And then she doesn't write in it again until June 21st. And she just talks to about um, the boys finding a girlfriend down the street. That they're talking much clearer and using small sentences. She talks about John and her going to someone's wedding. It looks like Dennis's. The boys were with Marlene. That day, Josh finally opened up and was loving on them. And on Marlene all day. Jax always has. Josh has always been a little more shy. So maybe they were just getting to know them then. Because she says that, well, Jax has always been loving to her. But Josh needed was more shy about it. I think John and Debbie knew them. But kids, maybe not. The young kids are just like fickle about who they. They love on who they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, spent almost the whole day playing with the boys. This is on June 26th. We read books, and then it says, Mom called at 11.30 from Texas. She, Janice, and Pam um, would be at the airport at 9.47 p.m., pick Mom up, came home, talked, and went to sleep. Josh kind of remembered Mom, but not Jax. And then there's notes. Ask Dad if Joyce called. Maybe her sister Joyce. Also ask for Dexter's number. It just says also Dexter's number. Went skateboarding took Janice and then it says and Pamela but then Pamela's crossed out this morning Josh was kissing all over mom took Jax a little while to get used to her so she almost writes like day to day about them maybe the journal was started sort of just about the boys that's kind of what I feel like that's what I meant by like a baby book like it's like updates about them I feel like I don't know I've never been one to keep a journal of any type, so I don't know. They said they went to Kmart the next day, Knott's Berry Farm early, six for dinner at Marge's. Jack's got a fever. Josh lost his cap. Went shopping. Josh got a fever again, started coughing. Went shopping. She has a lot of shopping, by the way. All day at the beach for barbecue with Uncle Tom, Frank, and Marlene, and Mom, and Jan, and Pam. Babes didn't feel good. Josh started coughing. 
And then what's really weird is that there's little things like written in between that are really hard to read, but it's someone else's writing. But it says, and Evie, maybe it was Eve again. It says, went to barbecue with Uncle Tom, Frank, and Marlene, Mom, and Jan, and Pam. And then between that, it's teeny tiny writing, and it looks like the same writing from Eve's last day of school. It says, and Eve, and Chrissy, and I can't read the last word. But it looks like someone added that in there. The next day, it says, got written paperwork from trust fund, and last trustee died June 3rd. I have no idea what the trust is. Mom leaves at 7.30 for the airport. Got the 9 o'clock flight to Texas. Took, took Josh to the dentist. Went to the Oaks Mall. Mom called from Texas. Landed okay. Took babes to the Oaks Mall. Got them a new car. Babes felt better for a while. Babes still weren't feeling good this next day. Their noses are starting to run. But fever stopped yesterday. Stay home and painted sign. I don't know what sign she's painting. All weekend. Babe still had a cough. She's took, pretty consistent right now in entries. Yeah, like all of this, babe. But it's all about them being sick. Yeah. Babe's still coughing. Nose is really runny. Today the boys are fighting and driving me insane. Jax gave Josh a bloody nose. Josh hit Jack's head. And I'm going crazy. And it's like crazy the whole page. Um, and then the next day, today the boys are playing real good together. They hardly fought. They played with their cars together without fighting and now are building blocks. They were good all day. And then the next day, not so good. Today started off bad. The guys were already awake when I got up. They they were bad. First, I noticed all my tampacks were torn apart. Then the kitchen sh- sugar was all over the counter and I was angry. Kids just sound like they suck. <laughs> Like, really? <laughs> she had twins. She had her hands full. Yeah, I'm supposed to have twins. I don't want to. Well, we'll see what happens. This is definitely John's writing. It says, repayment from camper crash. Jack, and then it's crossed out, and it says, Jacqueline's baby. And it says, B of A, Roscoe at Winneka. And then on July 15th, it says, John went... John, it's John's writing saying went to beach. John went surfing. Like it's kind of weird that he said I went to the went to beach. John went surfing. Like he wrote it himself, which is kind of bizarre to me. And then it looks like John wrote again on July twenty second. Went to beach and surfboard shopped, thinking of an Appia shaped board for Deb. Can't find any used. And then on the twenty third, he says skateboard park closed down. It just seems weird and random where he writes. And then. A lot about the boys doing everything now, especially um, listening to John and, and I carrying conversations and trying to mimic them. This morning they came and cut down our beautiful tree outside and we were sad. As soon as the tree hit the ground, Josh and Jack started crying and said, oh, all gone. They really cried differently. They felt the tree was alive and someone heard it and took it away. And then... And then it then it's completely added by John in John's writing. Right after she writes, he says, and then they beat it up when it was on the ground. And then they went to bed. I don't know what that means. Like they were he was saying that she was saying they're all sensitive and crying about it and really sad. And then he said that they went outside and beat it up when it was on the ground. And then there's um the next the next one is they talk about the boys wake up in the morning and talk about the tree being gone. And then it almost looks like John, John and Deb take turns because he says, went to the beach and rode new surfboard for the first time. 
didn't catch a wave. And that's her handwriting. Today I caught my first wave with my new board and wrote it only one time. And I didn't, and then it says parentheses, John. And this is his writing. I didn't even touch my board. I wrote Debs all day and loved it. So it's like she writes stuff and then he adds stuff to it. Yeah, it's weird. And like, who are they doing this for? Themselves. And then are they going to go back? I mean, did he go back and do it or did they do that at the same time? This is clearly his writing again. Today we went to the beach with Cindy, I can't, Chrissy and Evie. We were going to go surfing, but no waves. Low tide, water was really warm. Josh and Jax were so happy. Later we came home and went to the new skate park and watched John's skateboard. This is her writing, I think. And the boys were so excited they didn't want to leave. Today we stayed home and didn't do anything special. And we're in August now, and she's been consistently writing for she's like a couple months. She's consistently writing, and, and they're literally going Together. back and forth. Yeah, because like August 1st, they're talking about going to a game and going to a fair or something, and then like she's writing, and then he's writing about how people gave them free rides because they were so cute. Um, today, took the fins out to the fair. I cut the boys' hair. She cut the boys' hair. And then they talk about the trust fund. Trust fund check came, and this is clearly her writing. Trust fund check came $10,613. Holy moly. That was a lot, 1979. Yeah. John went to class. Me and the Finns watched cartoons. Didn't do anything today the next day. And we don't know what this trust is? No from. idea. It's the first time we've heard of it. Another boring day. Went to the store. The boys didn't fight too much. Went to the beach. Didn't ride the surfboard. John rode mine and decided to sell his. The Finns found a new girlfriend. Her name is Daisy. She had a Daisy in her ponytail. They shared Cracker Jacks with her. Went to the surf shop. John got me a new skateboard. Surfboard. It says skateboard. It says surfboard. Wide with the twenty kick 28. I was depressed and a bitch all day. Don't know why. That's the first time she starts to say something weird about herself. Yeah. I was depressed and a bitch all day. I don't know why. The next, she talks about John buying her new wheels. Um, they went to Marlene's again, played with Buffalo and Chrissy. I want to know who Buffalo is because he's mentioned a lot with the with Evie and Chrissy and the Marlene and Frank. It was a full moon. Jax is kissing everybody. Um, John writes that they bought a new car, an LTD $995, and then went to Malibu Beach. John was surfing. Waves are great, blah, blah, blah. Again, there's both their handwriting is on here. Stayed all day at Marlene's. A lot of talk about the Roccos. And then she skips writing a couple days and then talks about going to the dentist and John wanting a new surfboard. Um, this is one of the things that we had heard from the original police report that she was mad about a haircut she got. And they said that she wrote Escape, and I can't find it, but she's she's really mad that she got her hair permed in it. She was mad. John was really upset. It cost $70. We both expected to have curly hair. She woke up and her hair was straight. She called the beautician. They wanted her to come back again. Um, she called and they said, look, if we don't cut your hair, it's not going to work. She said she wants to have the perm rather or not. And so she goes back to the salon again. This She's was like drawn out from a, through a couple of dates. It's literally almost a whole week of yeah. her being mad. Um, and then she says... September 6th, she goes to Marlene, watch the fins. I told Linda I want my perm and I don't want it cut. She said she's not guaranteeing it, that it will come out without cutting her hair. 
I wanted it done anyway, so she did my hair. It was fuller, but almost straight, except for a few kinks in the back. And then she writes a bunch and crosses it all out and then says, went to John Peters and kicked in their door. She was mad. <laughs> she was mad at the hair salon. Went to John Peters' salon and kicked in their door. That's all she says. And the next page has the phone number for the Better Business Bureau. So she was pretty angry. Then on Monday, September 11th, she wrote, Today is John and my anniversary. We went out for dinner and went dancing afterwards. We had a lot of fun. Frank and Marlene went with us and treated us to dinner. We went to the disco place to dance. They just played records, but we had fun. John got me C's candy, and I got him two pairs of socks. I think that's funny, which is in quotes. Josh and Jack stayed with Evie, Buffalo, and Chrissy. Went to the beach in the Carmagia. She talks a lot about the Carmagia with Marlene, Jackson, Chrissy, the Finns. And then they go to the beach almost every day. Went to the beach with Marlene. She writes what car they took. That time they took the LTD. Saturday and Sunday spent it at Marlene's. Um, Deb and Gary Ripper, this is really interesting. Deb and Gary Ripper came from Minnesota and their kid Colin and John. Colin was hitting the fins the whole time. He was here. He's a real demon brat. <laughs> and then she says, Finn's got a runny nose and slept miserably all night. Went swimming at the pool. It was windy but warm. And then it says there's something else I wanted to read. Oh, apparently this Deb Roper tells her after they've been there from Tuesday, and this is now Wednesday, that right before they came, Colin was in the hospital for measles. So now she tells me after they came, they left at seven and we were glad. Don't care to see them ever again. We don't know who these people are. Just Deb and Gary Roper. But dang. I just hope the twins don't get the measles. She's, but she's mad. And then went to the beach. It was very, very hot. Did real good at surfing. Josh and Jax played real good in the sand while I surfed. In September 22nd, Merlene called and said that they were having a barbecue at the beach. I couldn't go because the fins were still sick. Runny and stuffy noses. This is in September 22nd. That's like a couple weeks going on a couple weeks. Yeah, she's literally writing and then just nothing again for a couple days. And then completely John. All of this is John. October 6th, October 7th, October 8th. Um, October 8th, it looks like sh it was her writing, but then you can see John writing in between. It says, went to the movies, and he wrote in between her writing, special effects, and seen Allegro Man, and he wrote, plus Gulliver Travels. The Finns were real good in the movie theater, but it's so weird because like she wrote, and then he took over, and it says, continued from below, and then he writes about whatever the them going to the fair again it's, and then writes in between all her writing went to um spend the night again with frank and marlene but don't you think that's funny like maybe they share it maybe he went back and did it i, I don't know it's um, so hard to understand the fins are 31 months old today on october 30th 13th the fins have such great imagination the fins hair is still white people always say how cute they are uh, then she talks a lot about them talking, that they know how old they are. It talks about Halloween a lot. I guess Deb was a witch and John was a Dracula and the boys were ghosts. John and I went to a Halloween party. John was Dracula and me a witch. And we drank so much tequila we were sick all day Sunday. And today we're sicker than sick. 
We'll probably never drink tequila again, and the party was retarded. Well, hopefully, whoever had that party is not listening now. She was not happy with that party. And then um, on Halloween, so that was a week before Halloween. Um, on Halloween, John was Jackal again. I was a witch. Josh and Jax were both ghosts. We took them trick-or-treating and dressed up, all dressed up. People said that we had spirit. We said we were always like this. The boys were afraid at first, but it says um, that people kept commenting about how how cool it was, and they were like, this is how we are. John went surfing, and this is clearly John's writing again. November 4th, John went surfing back at 9.30, really sunny at 7, so we went to the next day to Malibu, got there at 9. And that looks like her exclamation point. It was choppy most of the day. The Finns had the best time. And then this is her writing. Went to the beach. It was a crumbly day. She says crumbly. Went roller skating at the beach with Marlene, Eva, and Sally, Mike, Chrissy, Katie. Had lots of fun. Went to Carol and Linda's. I feel like they do a lot. They're like very active. For being, well, wait till she gets into her roller skating. Then she's roller skating all the time. Went to dad's for dinner. Really enjoyed our time. Eunice played with the twins and everyone stayed clear of Marco. I'm curious who Marco was. Dad looked good. Went to the breach, but it was too cold. Um, November 28th talks about the boys playing. They took the boys horseback riding. Me and John and the Finns went horseback riding today. Had some fun. Josh got sore legs and Jack's pee-pee hurt. Our hostess walked most of the time. I think the Finns didn't care too much for it. And then nothing again. She wasn't as religious about writing in it for sure in 1978. It's a long time where she doesn't write at all for the end of, she doesn't write anything about Christmas. And then it just ends. The book just ends and she didn't write anything else for the rest of the book. It's weird that she goes through stages where it's so sporadic and then through stages where there's literally an entry every day. Yeah. And it's really cute. The back she has everybody's um, name, like the people that are obviously important in their life. They have Frank and, and Marlene and like Frank and Marlene's anniversary, February 21st, 1962. But what's really cute is she has all their astrological signs. Cindy's a Gemini. Denny's a Sagittarius. And then a whole page of everybody's birthdays. It says, um, Deb and John met December 4th, 1970. Married September 11th, 1971. And then it has everyone's signs and their birthdays. She's very serious about astrological signs. And then the end of it is just their all the phone numbers. All their friends in their lives. The Kidwell, Mom and Dad Kidwell, Frank and Marlene Rocco, who lived on Agora Road. And then it says the Roccos owned a restaurant. And I can't tell what the name is, but she has quotes around it. If I figure that out, I'll, I'll come. Because I'm wondering if that's a restaurant she worked at. This is a thing that has always struck me really weird, reading both diaries, is that not once did she mention going to work. And I find that weird because she left nursing had the boys and then was a waitress but nowhere in either one of these years does she mention going to work and she like mentions everything yeah or maybe but you know what in this one she really doesn't in this one she talks more about the boys and i hope yeah, I, we're gonna it's like a lot she's still maybe the days that she doesn't have entries is when she goes to work she doesn't have anything to say about the boys maybe 
And and I don't know. There was no smoking gun in 1978, and we're gonna um, come back next week and talk about 1979. 1979, the diary changes, and I wanted to read as much as I did. I know that it was kind of weird, but I wanted you to see them as people, and I think that's really important that we see them as people, not just names in a story. And I think that 1978 kind of shows like who John and Debbie were and who the boys were and how they were as like a family. Don't you think? Yeah. Well, I think it's just interesting because we don't have answers about a lot of things. And it's not like this is giving us answers, but at least we have like an idea of their home life. We don't know anything about their life. Right. Right. And who the people and this tells us the people that they were who's were in their lives. Yeah. Like I can almost picture their day to day life. Right. What about the Roccos? Because they're mentioned a lot. Did you ever find them? You, if you think they're mentioned a lot in 1978, 1979, I think they're on pretty much every single page. Weren't there other people like Debbie's older brothers and sisters that spoke to them a lot during those years that you could talk to? Uh, well, Debbie has an older brother named Pat, but he unfortunately has Alzheimer's, so we can't talk to him. And the other older sisters have passed away, and both their parents are passed away. So really, it's only the Roccos that could like give us more information. Did you actually talk to them? No, I only spoke to Ava, their daughter. She's mentioned in the diary a lot as Evie, but I believe her her actual name is Ava. What did she say to you? Was she nice? She was. She was very nice. She was really professional. Almost like she knew exactly what she was going to say to me when I answered the phone. Is she going to let you talk to Frank and Marlene? I feel like they could probably tell us so much. Clearly, they were all very close. Debbie and the boys going missing had to be very hard on both of them. Their daughter said, Even 40 years later, Frank and Marlene are very heartbroken. And they declined to comment. Thank you for listening to this episode of Haunting History Podcast. Be sure to like, follow, and comment on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Haunting History Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to all your favorites. Visit our website at hauntinghistorypodcast.com for more information on each episode. Until next time, I'm Kat, and remember, the living are far scarier than any ghost. Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying. So I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad, real bad. But they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.